0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram Kipalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, this is some of my best friends or Kabbalists. I'm here with uh, Nata Glick from Ashkelon Eretz Yisrael. Um, Noson, uh, we set the table last week with one of the suppressed Sipure Nachman but was known among the inner circle and I assume that the, the the story was as as you said there it existed in some manuscript copies it was not it was never published in a major way but you discovered it uh, in this collection of uh, professor Tsi mark and the story to you just to set us where we were um, can be analyzed in a way that leads to uh, very important understanding of how prophecy and Kedusha and in general, how one can climb the, the levels of, uh, that are necessary to achieve um, this unity with God. Um, and I know that the story, uh, as we said last week, was the story of Rav Nachman, probably himself, the clues are very obvious that he's talking about himself. And yet
1: there's that Moshe was somehow a conduit for the divine voice. He wasn't, he wasn't like listening to God and and then, and then telling people what Hashem was saying. He was actually opening up his mouth and letting Hashem speak through him. So this has, the story has a lot to do with, with what that kind of process um, is and how it could work. But, um, you know, just to summarize the first, Rabbi Nachman begins with the, with, you know he's obviously experienced this either as a dream or as a vision or as a half-waking vision, you know something like that. he goes through he goes through, a, he goes through all a lot of these you know visionary experiences and in the in the first stage, he tries to prepare himself to eat man by purging his body of all the conventional food, um, which um, eventually the only way that he seems to succeed at totally doing it is by subjecting himself to what's called the fiery river, the Nahardinur. Um And he is, feels like he's almost been consumed by it, but he manages to come out the other side after his uh, uh, baptism by fire, literally. And when he does, he's, he sees that he's in a kind of a new kind of world. And he's, you know, he's brought into the dining room and there is the table and there he sits down and he, and he goes to eat the eat the bread. I mean, he's you know he makes the You know he does the tilatidai. I mean, he makes the bracha in the Even though he's actually skeptical about what this stuff is, because it it doesn't look like bread. It looks like a collection of letters. And the uh, baal shem comes to him and says, no no no, this is this is the bread. This is the bread. It's a good thing that you did the tilatidai make you know make a hamayitz eat it. And and uh, the young Rabbi Nachpan consumes the entire. Consumes the entire thing. Whereupon he opens up his mouth, and out comes aser esedibris. Okay, and the the most obvious reason why you would imagine that this story is suppressed is because it's like, like who are you, my You know, I don't. Okay, there's a, a lot of presumptuousness that uh, that a lot of people would would attribute to Rabbi Nachman. Uh, although, if you think about it in terms of the idea of of learning shot, you know, like what is the meaning of Nuvua? I mean, so this is so. If you're thinking about this and you have a dream about it, um, the fact that the dream is, you know, the fact that you're doing a Moshe Rabbeinu type experience doesn't mean it's presumptuousness. It's it's the way that the dream is is communicating the ideas to you, which are which are important. Um, so, but that's probably the reason why the why the story was was kept under wraps so much because it seems very much to be an extremely presumptuous story um what's important you know again as just as
0: as we are repeating ourselves i would just say that you know my i threw in my two cents last week that i thought the part of it was to keep if this is a roadmap for how one actually uh ascends into levels of of, of bonding with God, of Ruach HaKodesh, to the point of being able to have, you know, our own little version of Shekhinah and that's the type of thing that was consistently, as I said, consistently kept under wraps, the, right. the actual methods of becoming the Mekubal, so to speak. becoming. Yeah. Yeah, so to me, that, 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 that's always a, uh, cause, again, because we, as I said last Dad. week, that was always stuff that was being suppressed. The actual, yeah. Like, like you had like, the actual, the actual
1: methodologies. But I don't, I don't even know if you can really build any me- methodologies on this because number one, Hasidim were not in the practice of fasting, which would be one way of purging the body. They certainly weren't in the in the practice of taking enemas and laxatives and stuff like that. And as far as poofling and Nahar Dinur, you know, the closest you got to that was maybe, you know, a cold mikvah in the winter time. Um, so. You know, I, I don't think it's—I don't think it's a roadmap for a, for a coherent method of how to do it. Although I think that you know, we can pretty much um, guess what the what the actual method is. But let me just, let me just begin with with where I want to go with this because um, you know, it goes it goes back to a theme that we spoke about once about food, and you know, most most of the time when we're eating, we have the we have the experience of eating old recycled stuff. You know, it's basically stuff that's been around since the beginning of time, you know, since since my suburbs, and we eat it and we, you know, we manufacture our our bodies manufacture en- energy by by virtue of what we eat. But essentially what we're eating is is Altazachen. It's just, you know, it's old recycled matter. And the first the first step of becoming enlightened and let's say becoming an Oivedashem and and becoming a more inward, you know, pneumistic sort of person is to realize that what you're eating is actually coming to you min ha Um it's coming to you min ha-shamayim, in the here and now that it's being generated by a unification that happens in the oil of let's say between Abba and Ima, between Chochma and Bina and it, it flows down to you and the the experience that we have of let's say you know i remember i went to the store and i bought this loaf of bread and i in order to buy the loaf of bread i had to work for it and the, the, that's all a, that's all a backstory that explains how it got here in a sense without without like disrupting the whole the whole chain of continuity of, of ordinary life but the but the fact that you you know experience it as coming to you imme- immediately in the here and now it is it's really it's really a chef it's a it's a spiritual shefa that that Descends upon certain faculties of imagination and and comprehension that you have in your in your higher self um, to some extent. Filon, I think, is a is a to this, um, and you know because of because of how those higher faculties receive this outpouring of, of shefa, it gets translated into this experience that we have of of physical eating, including including the whole backstory. Okay, but the backstory is a backstory that emerges out of the present. It's not necessarily, you know, there in, in in quite the same way. And nevertheless, you know, even when we even when we eat like this, we are eating something which is substantial and it's defined in terms of types of substances and and types of concepts. So, for instance, you know, if I'm if I'm eating bread. You know, I'm there's a, there's a substance called bread, right? and and bread might have some corollaries in the in the in the world of Atzilus, such as let's say bread is generally das, okay? It's 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 um it's the the faculty that unifies the external experiences and internal experiences, which is which is das. Okay, but it's a, it's still you know we're thinking about the bread conceptually. We just have a more refined sense of of what the bread is. You know, you can be drinking you can be drinking wine, and and uh, wine will be wine. It's that's what that's what it is. And you'll also understand that in the the of the wine, it's really some kind some kind of sense of of, uh, of um, gvura, of strength and and majesty, which comes down from bina. And if I'm drinking water, that's something that comes from Chesed. And uh and if it's oil, it comes from Chokhmah. All right. And all of these things conceptually have relationships to to some concepts that are that are part of Hashem's attributes and me those. And of course it's a trem- it's a tremendous mitzvah to sustain yourself out of these out of these things. It's it's much different than sustaining yourself out of out of Altazach and out of you know recycled, you know, recycled material from the beginning of time. All right. But um the cultivation of this experience is is what you do primarily by making brachas. You know, you make a bracha, okay, what you're doing is you're is in, you know instead of simply relating to the world as it is and drawing from the world as it is, you are relating to this stuff as coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, directly here and now. Amazing. So so the bread is emerging from whatever you want to consider arats whether arets is the physical ground down here or it's the it's the um it's the arats ha'chayim, it's the high, you know it's the higher realm of land that uh that is at the bottom of the elematsilos but the top of the you know the top of the hierarchy in terms of everything else so that Restructures the so, experience. So, so in the story, just to
0: get it to the story. Right. Again, so if, if, yeah.
1: Now, and when, the, sto- the Rabban story Rabban the, is... the story begins. Okay, excuse me. This, the story begins really re- after Rabbi Nachman has already gotten to this Madrega. Okay, he already makes brachas, and you know he already he 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 already is a pretty fairly profound person. Okay, but he but he realizes that the food, as as much as it comes from inashemaim, okay, there's still some kind of limitation to it. Right, and we don't really know necessarily what the limitation is, I mean, it sounds pretty holy to me. You know, you're 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 drinking water, which is Mira sechesed. You're maybe uh, you know you're maybe frying up uh, latkes, and then and, the, and and the potatoes are 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 you know marames to some bechina of, of roundness and earthiness, and <laughs> you know, and the oil is from is the oil is from chachmas, so It's like you know latkes on on Hanukkah, right? Um, and all you know all sorts of all sorts of things like that so when you can conceptualize the meaning of the foods you know and and the meaning of anything that is in your environment in in that kind of way um so yeah it's a, it's a cut above eating recycled matter okay different kind of life but it's still there's something there it's not the same thing it's not the same thing as eating mun. right so what happens when you you know what happens when you eat well how do you how do you transition between this first level of of eating and sustaining yourself to the to the next level and what's the difference between the two of them i mean my own feeling about this is that it has to do with 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 davening you know there's a there's a, a prohibition of eating until you daven which is perhaps more or less well kept uh, these days, because most people, I think, won't, will not do without a cup of coffee in the morning, and you know maybe a little bit of Danisher or something before they before they go to shul in the morning. But the idea is typically that you really should not be eating until you until you daven. Okay, so my my sense of this is that um, you know when you daven you bring things as it were up to oile matzilos. In other words, and here the the of davening is also working with you on the conceptual level which means to say you know taking taking davening very much kipshutai um you know i don't have a lot of sense in my head i could i could really use some das, right okay i'm just you know my learning is going nowhere i'm all confused about the sugi please so i know what i'm lacking and my my sense is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to be the of the completion of everything that of everything that I'm lacking. Similarly, you know, if I'm lacking parnos, if I'm lacking health, we come we come to Hakadosh Baruch Hu with all of our with all of our conceptual minuses, so to speak all of all of the things that we're missing. And part of the avoid of davening is to is to fuse your minuses with Hakadosh Baruch Hu's pluses. And in in so doing, you make a yichud. That's a unification of the of you know, that's a dynamic of of, uh, of unifying of opposites within within the world of atsilos And it stands to reason that there is some fulfillment actually, actual real fulfillment that comes to you from this from this event. Uh, although although, you know, the real Avaida is still gonna be an Avaida whether or not you actually um, you know, you actually find uh, more money in your bank account when you when you come back from Minion than you had before there. Right. So it's not it's not necessarily that everything that you pray for happens in down here in Masiya, but the, you know, the essence, the essence of the Avodah is to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu by creating this unification. And it's a unification between our minuses and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pluses. Right. And, and that's what you mean by pouring out your nefesh. You know, the nefesh is that part of yourself. That's always, that's always hankering for something that's always empty. That's always yearning for something. You know, and sometimes yearning for bad things to fill up its emptiness, you know, nefesh kisefto. Ki so, in the same sense that you would do an avoid in the base, and maybe this by offering up the nefesh of a certain of a certain animal, you know, when you when you pray, which is a of shabalev, according to the Rambam, you're offering up your own your own nefesh in the sense that you know this is this is all this, this is all the empty spaces in my heart, and this is all the yearnings and desires and you know that I have there, and I give them to you, Rabbi and do with them as you will, make this part of your make this part of your Achtus right. Um. And I think what comes out of what comes out of Tfila in that respect is well more food. All right. But this is this is the food that's that comes from a different kind of yichud than let's say the the what you leech off of the that original yichud of, of Abanima, which is there mostly to sustain the universe, okay. uh, When you know, let's say, when you make a bracha, what you're doing is you're is you're going up in your mind to let's say Abanima, and part of that yichud, which would be the ordinary unification that that grants the continuance to this world that we that we're in, you know, that appears to us to be entirely recycled matter. I'm going to siphon off some of that. Shefa, some of that energy and take it and receive it as something that comes to me in the here and now. So it's still, you're still coming off of that Yichud that, that you know, that creates the universe as an objective reality. When you, when you do this other thing with, with Tefillah and you receive food and sustenance from there, that's a different kind of, that's a different kind of, of reality. And when you are able to eat that food, okay then already you're on the you're on the um pathway to being a being a a person who eats man and i think that really in the end the ultimate transformation of 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 that food into into man really happens not only just before you eat it but it also happens after you eat it when you do when you do Birch because that birhasamozin is the thing that kind of opens up um the your consciousness to the to the other possibilities of what this food really was, right? And the thing that the thing that you discover, and it's slightly different than what happened in Rabbi Nachman's vision because Rabbi Nachman actually saw the bread as being letters before he ate it. For us, it would be more or less like I ate it first and then I discovered that it was all letters because because of the you know because of what Bircha does and Bracha does, but. And also also because of the way that the that the um, food came to me, which is which is different. But anyway, I'll call the, the the idea is is that I awaken myself to this sense that the food that I ate is letters, that my body therefore is composed of letters, and therefore I have some capacity to do something that I didn't have up until now. Right, and in one sense, I think you know the obvious. I think the more obvious sense is that if if I'm if I'm you know if I'm made out of letters, so to speak, and I'm in a world, I can go out there and I can see the letters of which the world is made, and then I have a far greater capacity to lift things up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu than I than I would if I was simply dealing on the conceptual level, if that make if that makes any sense. You know, if if in order to lift something up to a i have to I have to work the concept over. Right. So let's say, you know, let's say it's a cup of coffee. So I have to think you know, what is it, what is a cup of coffee? What could it symbolize? What could it mean? Um, and above all, am I the sort of person who's going to drink the cup of coffee, or am I going to drink the coffee as as a as a baltaiva? Right? If I'm really experiencing a cup of coffee as a bunch of letters. And myself is a bunch of letters. And there's a continuity naturally between the, the letters in the world and the letters in myself and, and the letters of Hashem's name. So then the then the whole thing flows in a much more direct uh, direct line. Okay. I would just want to I would just want to point out, sorry if I'm kind of like carrying on as a as a monologue here. No, no. But, I I
0: I, I, okay, I was about the, to interject why you know, <laughs> why Rav Nachman, uh, Actually, actually, I was listening to uh, American Pie for the last nine minutes, and I just got back from. Listening oh, to it. okay.
1: That's what, bye, the, bye. that's what the that's what
0: the that's what the Well, there's is.
1: some there's some there's some amazing conceptual content in American Pie that you can certainly uplift it. You know, yes. like you know my my mem yud mem yud. That's nun sharibina, nun sharibina, yes, yes you know, Miss American. No, bye bye I mean, like, is know,
0: is Yud no, Bay's is Oh it's I thought buy, it I thought buy. it was
1: my Oh my Mai my. No, 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 okay, Pie no, American pie buy buy. okay.
0: When American Pie came out, that's what the disc jockeys used to do, Nelson, to uh, if they had to go to the bathroom or go out and smoke a joint. So <laughs> they would put on they'd put on American Pie and that would, and would come back. And say, okay, now we're back, everybody. Uh, that took about twelve minutes, right. whereas the usual song takes about four minutes. No, as I said, I, I was I was listening, and I, and I I think that, you know, I, I think that you're reading a lot into uh, this, and I think Rav Nachman and Rav Nelson and and all the Breslover holy men would be very happy. Uh, I don't know if Tzvi Mark would. Tzvi Mark might think you're going a little bit far, but I would say people, even people like Yosef Weiss, who of course was Gershon Sholom's. Talmud, maybe even Arthur Green, you know, these are some of the uh, yeah. scholars that worked on Brussels. So my point, well, though, Nelson, is that he doesn't just stam say Torah, he says, okay. Hashem So again, so he isn't just, you know, becoming, recognizing what food is and recognizing, you know, what what, what letters mean, and I mean, what's coming out of him is, well, is, is, is God. It's it is, is, right. the but word of I'll, God. I'll
1: get yeah i'll i'll get to that i'll get to that in a second but i also i just want to okay um uh, expand I, I, upon this a little bit and tell you one thing which i which i think is both historically very interesting and and kind of critical for understanding Kabbalah in general you know and that is that there is a long-standing uh split between what you call generally in the scholarly world this is called uh, conceptual Kabbalah and, or more theosophical Kabbalah and, yeah, right. and prophetic Kabbalah, and de- pro- prophetic Kabbalah, where prophetic Kabbalah is generally associated with Rabbi Avram Abulafia, and uh, and um, the conceptual Kabbalah is more associated with Ramban or with uh, or with the Sefer Zoyar, right, right, and and um, then there was a, a few people like let's say uh, Rabbi Yosef Kiktilya, who was who seemed to be comfortable with both because he learned you know he learned by Rabbi Avraham Abulafia at one, at one point and then later on he seems to have been very much involved with the publication of the Zohar at least that being you know with them what the Shari, current scholarship But Shari
0: Oyra is really very, you know, it seems to be right. more conceptual than the. It oh, it's
1: much, yeah, sure. And 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 but, but by the way, there's there's two there's two works that Rabbi Yosef Kattilya has. There's Ginas Egoz, right, which is all Abu Laufian, and there's and be, yeah. there's. Shari Ora, right. and there's and there's Shari Oro which is for, of course he's, he's more better known for Shari Oro but Shari Oro is entirely conceptual. Okay, so it's, so 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 it's very interesting. You know, you have two you have those two bechinas that are operating in the in in, in the same person. Um, so. Jump forward a long time, okay, and you can, and I mean, you can see even, even with, even with Hasidic Rebus, you know, you'll have some Hasidic Rebus, let's say the Kamarner, for instance, or others that are very strong on gematria and letter play and word play and, and you know, and the uh, finding secret holy names of Hashem hiding in psukim and, and things like that. And that that's their major way of, of expressing themselves. Um, and then you have, and then you have the others who have a more conceptual um, way of of saying things, and interestingly enough, Rabbi Nachman is, mo- is more on the conceptual. Personally, if you you know you learn the Kute Moarot, I think it's mostly mostly conceptual, with a smattering of 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 letter manipulation in there. Uh, the Balatanya is is also very strong on on conceptual. Um, I mean, he's Chabad, so you know, so what would you expect? But the but. All of the kavanas, you know, the the sifri kavanas and the kavanasari and you know things that Makubalam were doing during Davening is much more on the level of of Yihude Hashemis and and, and uh, working working with letters and working with names of Hashem. And it's interesting that you know when the Balatanya speaks about Beinoinim and Tzadikim as a as a as a as a, as a as an unbridgeable gulf, you know you're either either you're a bainani. You know you can be a tzaddik as a bainani and and and, but that's only because you're really suppressing your desires, not because your desires have gone away, not because your yechzurah has disappeared. And even if you've eliminated your yechzurah and turned it into ki'ilu Mavatil turned it into nothing, but it's still a nothing that can be a something under the under the right circumstances. You know, mashiaen a tzaddik is somebody who literally has no yechzurah. And a tzaddik would turn out to be, therefore, a very um, kind of well, simply a person who hates physicality. I mean, can't stand physicality. Thinks food is disgusting. Thinks everything is disgusting because it's because it's material. And if it's material, it's not a kaddish baruch Hu, You know, right? It, and and it also, points-
0: he, and also, he says that you know, unlike you know, others who and even you know, you get this from from Lutzato from Ramchal, that one could actually. You know, uh, scale that level which is what I was trying to say today and last week, uh, the Tanya actually believes that uh, the tzaddikim are born. In other words, this is this right. is the level of a Neshama and you can't really do much about it. Um, a person is a Tzadik or isn't as opposed to right. uh, someone who works through you know, the Voidah um, right. and which is why he felt his safer was so important to most of us. But what he ends up you know, basically saying and this really l- lends itself to the extreme aspects of Chabad Hasidus, and even in terms of the way they view the last Rebbe was this was something from beyond. This this madrig of tzadik was something that is an Ashhomu Gdau of that is so knocky that it doesn't even have the the a Hero of Chet, and is not shy to any Maisa uh, Avera whatsoever, right?
1: Right. Um and on the on the practical level, if you want to do Yihudim, if, if you want to do letter name meditations, you know along the along the method of of um, of shar hakavonis of the Ari, et cetera et cetera. If you want to, if you want to go down that road, you really shouldn't unless you're tzadigavmor. I think that's that's the that's the distinction that he makes. You know, everybody else, all the bainanim can do can do the conceptual Kabbalah. And and you know so you can learn Tanya and you can share Yichud and all you can do all you can do all the conceptual stuff but stay away from doing you know Amen is gemat Aleph Alef Hey Heyud, Vav you know and and Amen of a is is the same zero backwards and you stay away from that stuff because it's 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 not meant for you right and so so that basically Binyanim do not do Yichudim okay and only only Tzaddikim should be should be Dealing with chichudim. Similarly, similarly, the kind of the kind of where you're trying to uplift desires, like you know, a person is confronted with a desire for a um, delicious dessert. <laughs> okay, so you know, don't you're, okay, it, you're
0: talking now about like this You're not talking about right. Now, there, I I sort of understand okay. things. My the way I understood this and is different from us, and I understand that even the Tanya feels that. That it is possible for a banani you're saying a banani cannot actively be involved in Birini tzitzitz. It can only happen melech. Can't actively. Yeah, a
1: banani ben- I mean, you know, unless unless I'm terribly mistaken about what I recall in Latanya, a banani should not be, you know, should not be misasek. Just should, just shouldn't be dealing with anything that has a flavor of temptation to it, because you're just as liable to get tempted into right, but- it. As- but but he is as you, able. As you are to but he it. is
0: able to trans. Once he's nitfas, he is. You're saying he can't transmute it. He just needs to be bayreach? He can't transmute it into the ava Igol. because isn't that what the magid said that that you know? Yeah, that, the
1: magids. That, the magids all over the place with that. But once again, is the magid a benoni or is he or is he a tzaddik? Okay, so he was not. A, was the
0: magid born a tzaddik? I mean, he says that when he originally. I mean, the famous story when he said he when he went into the. Um, when he went into the uh, the carriage and he saw the woman's bodice, um, mm. you know, the, the woman's uh, chest uh, strapped in her bodice, and he, he felt, you know, the historiars the of, of of the Ave Law and he used to, he cried originally. But then when he came to the Baal he was able to, unless he was lying about himself, I mean, isn't, isn't, right, it sounds like he has, he, he had scaled the levels. He, yep. he didn't start out that way. Because if he had this machshava about her heaving bosom, then he wasn't the tzaddik, right? <laughs> right.
1: Well, I, I think I, I do believe that there's a, actually even by even by tzaddikim, there's a there's an initial stage that you have to go through in, of you know, cleansing yourself from the of hora. But the point is that when you're oh. a tzaddik, you can actually kill the darn thing. You know, as opposed to as opposed to a right. who can never do anything more than than utterly suppress it and obliterate it.
0: I think you need the yeah. Soichai Ebor to explain that. Although what happens is, is that when the Maggid reaches the Baal Shem, then there's an Ebor of an Neshama of a Tzaddik that now somehow envelops it, mm. right? Otherwise, you know, okay. the story, his story of how he changed, wouldn't really wouldn't really hold it wouldn't
1: be it wouldn't be shy okay i i understand i don't know i don't exactly know what to say but in any event this is this i think is is pretty clearly the the balatani sheet about about benunim and sadikim and once again the dividing line here is that is that benunim don't do yehudim sadikim do yehudim and that's more you know that's probably a more a more significant uh dividing line um between you know uh, the this you know, the stuff that's in that's in uh, let's say ha'ari about how to be for baruch okay, that's that's not for Baynarim. Okay. The letter so, the letter manipulations and all that stuff is for is for, so, is so, for so I
0: understood that the reason why they should stay away from Yehudim is because people who aren't on this Madrega because they there is the threat of being Magashe. I mean, when you're right, because there's there's mm-hmm. unless you are completely knocky from the concept of geshem, then the yichud that you are imagining or thinking about is sullied by, by you know the
1: that would be that would be the case, yeah. You know? So, but you know, I'll call i I mean, it's, it's also this, it's also probably something having to do with really like you know. I mean, are you really are you really on that level? I mean, you know, I'll be I'll be straight. Um, my Rebbe, you know, encouraged everybody to do to do Yehudim. and uh, you know, uh, aside from a few simple ones, you know, you put me through those long conniptions. I, I'm, you know, I'm gone. Okay, so you could just imagine somebody who's who's you know dead set on I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and you know, and he thinks he's being a gigantic the Hashem, and the meanwhile, he's just really giving himself a headache because he doesn't, he's not shy up to the savaida. Um, anyway, but without you know, without trying to be machria and you know ben ben ha'harim ben haharam i've often found of pointing out okay that you know when when the when the khabadskers when they sing amo cycosimar which is a which the excerpt from the balshemtov's uh letter uh letter so they somewhat miss right Right. so they somewhat misquoted because they only sing the part where, you know, where it says uh, right, I know um, everybody right. but they don't quote the second part where, the, where the Mashiach tells the Baal Shem Tov, when everybody is doing yichudim according like to the way you. that I have taught like like you. you, right, like you like then you. that's when Mashiach is going to come, and you know, talk of the Tov, chaps, chaps a shrek at that moment because, and he writes it, it seems to be, it'll be an awfully, awfully, awfully long time before you can have you know, in in Doing I was over how long, how long this could possibly take, right? So there might also be a certain, you know, a certain element of like by the by the Lubavitchers because they don't think apparently that um, that yichudim for klal yisrael are are is some sort of tanya uh, for for Mashiach because then otherwise you wouldn't there wouldn't be much point in believing that Mashiach could be around the corner.
0: I'll tell you, in my reading of, um, of Tanya, I, I don't want it to you know, sound political or, or very much of its specific time, but there is in the very beginning when he speaks about uh, the type of person who seems to be an Ebed Hashem and doesn't do any Averis Papoyo, but yet certain things, right? It's clear to me that he's referring to the Going, that he's referring to the Vildegoyen. Um mm. And um, because this was really in a way, you know, the greatest, greatest challenge. It wasn't the night of Behuda who was like, friendly with Chasidis. And it wasn't, you know, even Rakhine Veloshner who was just a, you know, a novice and a Talmud. The, the, the idea of the Gain and what he stood for as a mystical person was the great challenge. And I think that if you read, and I don't, I don't think it really takes that much. And again, this is not a Tanya or it's it's regarding my breslov But since you brought up Chabad, you know, and um, you know, that, that's, it's your the onus is on you. I think there's a. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'm saying there's a there's there's an impression, not an impression. It's actually pretty obvious if you read it that 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 who, who the Lutvisher world, the Misnagdim, as they were called, uh, hoisted on as the highest level was really abandoning. And um, I heard often uh, from about the, from the Rebbe Rashab that they held the Chavetz Chaim was the Spitz Beinanei, that that mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the Chavetz Chaim, who of course is is revered so much. And I think this 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 um, although it's it's a fascinating you know to, to to go through and be metaretz and to use the way I just said in terms of seeing the arc of the semi deification of the Rebbe's. You can also see why the fault lines were so wide between the, the, the yeshiva belt, the litvisha belt, and, and, and Chabad, because when, you, when, you, when that, was sort of a, that sort of chasm uh, separates, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you sort of say, okay, look, I, I'm ready to accept your God, you accept mine? Well, no.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. We, Your guzzle the, is never more than we, a bainery.
0: That's right. That's a <laughs> vilna goain, yeah. garnished. You know, a and, and, and to me, the, you know, I don't know if they could have lied or what else they could have done, but you know, first of all, I think, you know, I I think it's a, it was a terrible um uh, mahalach to to keep on holding on to. If there's if if, hmm. if there's one way to to develop you know, acrimony and a lack of cooperation and working together. There is besmirching the great people of, of, of the other side, and I think yeah. that uh, you know. And, and this comes, I have
1: to con- I have to concur with that.
0: And right this way. comes despite you know the, the Reb himself. The last one quotes the going consistently. Um you know the going's brilliance and the goings there and and I think that the um uh, so it's it sort of you know it, and, and I'll tell you I'm, for my own sake, I think that there's a um it, it's hard to hear because because it really deadens one's um shaifa when you say well, look, maybe Vilnar yes but uh but they are impossible in other words yes
1: Vilner can a going you know That's but right. uh, but, uh, or, but, uh, you, but uh, can. Asad, you know right. What, right. Is, what 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 yes.
0: is what does that do to a person again it, so if you live within uh, 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 if you're part of, you're connected to the Rebbe, whether it's Rav Nachman or whoever. So you are able to find that Aliyah by recognizing the great, like, like watching the great superstar, right, watching what they were doing. And I think that's really, you know, what Avaitis HaChassidus ultimately becomes in terms of the fealty and understanding, fealty to the Rebbe and understanding what the Rebbe is doing. Huh. Uh, although you can't do that and you can't be there and you, and you shouldn't even try to mimic him. But if, for, the, for the rest of the world that doesn't have that type of his batlis to the Rebbe, you know no. it's, it's, it's 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 sort of like a it's sort of like okay this is about as far as you guys are ever going to go so okay. so nachman let, let's just try to wrap this up here so Nachman uh clearly uh is representative despite yes. you know, despite with yes. your
1: go ahead with your with your kind permission okay I just i i'll I'm gonna do the wrap up from my point of view go ahead okay because you know what i've been what I've been trying to say is that is that the transition between you know between living off of recycled material living off of divine shefa as it comes to in conceptual forms or living off of divine shefa as it comes to us as letters which basically really have a, have a very deep transformative quality about how we even look at our own bodies and how we look at the world okay so those are those are the those are the st- stages of of the you know the um the uh development of of your kavana in terms of in terms of your eating um and here's but here's here's the thing it's it, first of all there's one there's one side of it in terms of how i draw close to Hu, how i lift up my life to HaKadosh, how i integrate myself into the world of Atzilos, because if i'm a bunch of letters then obviously the you know the human body is not just this lump of a lump of stuff okay so so you can actually conceptualize hayeilem habo in a, in a much more powerful way, which is which is why you know Rabbi, Rabbi Avraham Abulafia's major work is called Chaya and it's all about meditating on letters. Okay, so if anybody's interested in that, but there's another thing here, and that is that if you if yourself, you are completely made out of letters. Your mind has got letters in it. Your body is made out of letters. How does a Kaddish Baruch Hu bring his own ideas and mind into the world? Since you know he can't just open up his mind and shine you know, God's thoughts directly into the world because who could you know who could who could sustain those thoughts? But what he does is he beams something of himself into you, and that something is Mitzaref. It, it it draws together all of the words, all all the letters that are already in you of which you are formed and which of which you are made. And then out of your own mouth comes so the, the the nature of revelation is not that you necessarily hear the voice of a Kaddish Baruch Hu coming into your mind, and then you have to take that voice and turn it into something else. You know, to use it to speak with. It's the voice of a Kaddish Baruch Hu directly taking over your body, and using the contents of your mind and your consciousness and your body and your experience to generate all of these all these statements and all of these all of these meanings and the the difference between and maybe a regular navi is the amount of self consciousness you have when you're making the you know, when you're making the connections. Like, you know, if you if you if you have to think about, okay, if I gotta do an Aleph and Ah, then what's the next letter after Aleph Ah? Well it gotta be a Nun. Is that quite right or maybe it should be a pei? Nah, 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 nah. So then you're a Navi, but you're not Shina, but the various groiner. Okay, if you if you are so emptied of self at the time that this that the that the you know the the kol Hashem, the, you know, the voice of Hashem hits you, that it happens by itself, Kavioko. Or not, it really literally happens by itself as far as you're concerned because you're not doing anything. Then you have Shekhinah Medabaris Metech So, you know, you would have, let's say, Shekhinah Medabaris Metech by Meshur Rabbeinu, even when Meshur Rabbeinu is taking dictation of what to write in the Sefer Torah. All right. He's sitting there with the Sefer Torah and he's, and he's writing what Hashem dictates to him. So, but how does, but how does he hear Hashem's voice in terms of the dictation? Because Hashem's voice is coming out of His own mouth; that's how He hears it. All right, and that's and that's really the, that's really the big chiddush over here. The a, a novi brings Hakadish Baruch's speech into the world through the vehicle of His own body, mouth, mind, contents of consciousness, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and without and without that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu would have no way. Of expressing himself, which is why Kaddish Baruch needs prophets in order to talk. I mean, you know, it's a—it's kind of a weird thing. If Kaddish Baruch wants to talk, why doesn't he just go and talk? You know, I mean, all the born again guys, you know, they're just, ah, the Lord, the Lord told me, you know, I heard a little voice out there and I heard the Lord say that. All right. Well, you know, if you heard a little voice out there, it's a it's a created entity at the very best. It doesn't qualify, you know. I mean, every butterfly and cockroach is a created entity too. So, in what sense is this voice that you heard any better than that? Um, you know the the way that the way that Nivua works is because you become a vehicle for Hashem's meaning that comes into your mind, and Hashem's meaning, when it's in your mind, it chooses the way to express itself through you. Now. So this is going to sound like a pretty radical idea, but I can assure you that first of all, that's exactly what the story says. That's Mamishta. That's Mamishta pshat in the story. Um, and I think the big chiddush of the story is that this is, you know, this is the nature of prophecy. Um, it's also worked out fairly explicitly in in shar hakiddush by the Ariyakodish, which which has even a, a bigger a bigger Kiddush in it with. You know the difference between Nevuas Meish and and Sharha Hanavim, which uh, I guess we might have to leave till next week. But anyway, that's what he.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.